DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Just had Joe Ingles on. Your takeaway from that, other than the obvious, uh, we're glad he comes on because it would have been easy to duck this week, and neither one of us thought he was going to. We didn't even talk about whether he would duck this week because we just assumed he wouldn't. No, he never does. But we've done it with other athletes, and we know sometimes they do. Yeah, I think this thing just gnaws on them, and they don't like it, and they've got to find ways to get out of it. I think they believe that they're better than this. So it's a positive, and I think that it only comes down to the only way to do it, I think, is individual accountability. What am I doing? And it doesn't matter what Mike or Bojan or whatever they're doing or not doing. That's up to them. I'm going to do what I yeah. do, and I'm going to do it at a high level. Yeah. Whatever you know, your deal is. You got you to gotta do what you can do, and... He knows he needs to do more. You look at him when his box score is across the board, they're almost always winning. And when his box box score is very pedestrian, they're almost always losing. And see, that's really the only thing that I think about the Conley deal. I think that's the downside, is it takes the ball out of Joe's hands. And it's why when we were talking about Hayward leaving, and that gave Donovan Mitchell an opportunity. I always thought that they would have found a way if those two had played together. There were enough possessions they would have found a way, but it would have squeezed Joe. And I think we're seeing that now. Joe's getting squeezed on possessions, and he's right. He still has a role, even if the ball is in his hands, and he does space the floor for other guys, but none of that shows up in the traditional box score. Well, it's this delicate issue because, well, then you could just say, don't play him with Conley. Now you're limiting one guy to 24 minutes. But you need to, to have him playing with the Rudy. better players. Well, you need to, you need to play with Rudy. Rudy's my first guy. Right. But I include, I was going to say Rudy, but I thought I'll include everybody. And he well, just can make plays. See, I think there's a lot of truth to everybody. And it sounds like a cop-out, but it's not. If you think back to the first 24 what it games, whatever it was, before Clarkson shows up when the bench is really struggling... I thought the reason that Joe's numbers and Mike's numbers were bad at that point, and, and with Conley, there probably was a little adapting, but I thought a lot of times they're out there playing three on five, maybe four on five. But the the starters were mixed in with the bench guys because they want to throw the bench out as a group because they knew they had some issues. And so you were always playing three on five. And so you drive into the paint, and yeah, you can throw the ball out to a guy for a corner three, but he can't make the corner three. You know, and there's an extra defender in the paint. You're more likely to turn the ball over if you're Conley and you're a little undersized, especially if, against some of these guys in the NBA. Well, there's an extra guy in the paint to try to get that floater over because you do need everybody to space the floor. I mean, the NBA now, it's really clear as they spread the floor out and you see what's happening. And there isn't traffic and screens and guys all jumbled up in the paint like there was in the Stockton and Malone era. You can really see that if there is one guy who can't do it, the other team just picks on him nonstop. The Jazz do it to people, and people do it to the Jazz. If they got a matchup advantage, they just go at it and go at it and go at it. And I do think, even though I've been telling you it is an X's and O's, you know, it's never completely one thing or another. And there is 5 or 10% of this, I think, especially with the defensive issues. They're used to playing with Rudy behind him. And he's out on the three-point line. And sometimes he can recover and get there. And some nights maybe the other team can't pull them out there as well as they can in another matchup. But these guys who've been defending with Rudy behind them are now defending without Rudy behind them. And no matter how good a defender you are or aren't, that's a different world. It just is. It's harder. 
It's hard to defend. It was way easier when Rudy was in the paint all the time. And he can't be now. That freaking brilliant yuck right there. Got smarter. I, I, well said. Yes. <laughs> and if I didn't sense the sarcasm, I'd really enjoy no this. There is no sarcasm no, I legitimately came with, uh, you, you had a very good point. I was oh, I did? zeroed yeah. in. <laughs> I was, That's I, basketball I, right there. Yeah. See, this is sarcasm. That is yeah. not sarcasm. <laughs> now we're... That's, you, know. you want sarcasm? Yeah. You do great charity work, but you're shortchanging this community by not coaching basketball. Okay. That's, that's sarcasm. <laughs> right. The other stuff, I'm saying that's good insight. That's what it's about. That wasn't sarcasm. Okay. I can take it all to right, the I'll sarcastic say, level <laughs> I'm sure, if I you want. I don't doubt you, dude, of all your gifts. Man, you, you doubled down in the sarcasm line. You're ready to go. So, But the other stuff, yeah, yeah, really. I got smarter. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Really nothing I can amplify because so what you're talking about yeah. is spot on. Yeah, all, all these blow-bys are happening for a reason, and, and Rudy being out on the three-point line is a problem. And it's possession to possession, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that's the other thing about this is you obsess about whether a game went well or not, and the Jazz were, what, Half a dozen possessions away from winning that Celtic game. I feel like they were 20, freaking Marcus Smart. They were twenty-five possessions away from winning the Suns. Game. Okay, yeah, you, <laughs> they were yeah, a long yeah, way away. Yeah, I mean, you know, but when Quinn comes out and totally says agree. the effort was better and it we was. did some things well, it's a half a dozen possessions. And you're right, Smart knocking down those threes. If he's two or three or one or three instead of hitting three of them, and he's not a three-point shooter. That's what it's calls a, it's me. a different game, right? And that's it, not why he's in the NBA, right? But everybody in the NBA is good, so he's going to make one. But he's not going to make three in a row. But yet he did. I know. And each one of them, I swore and just added compound words. <laughs> By the third one, I, my mother would have been proud. <laughs> you got to jerry that thing up. That should be an expression. Hey. I'm not going to yeah, jerry yeah. that thing up, but you know what I mean. Jerry that thing up. I like when People he, know. When the he guy's made an that third one, it's like, this, what hap- this is what happens when you're not going well. Yes. Yes. Some Absolutely. dude who's known as a defender, and that's why he's in the league, is burying threes left yep. and right. And the analytics are true. He can't do that. He just does it one night. Now I have another six nights where he doesn't do it. But they're not against you. That doesn't help you. They'll be moving on and... Playing the yeah. Cavs or the Sixers or whoever. You got your life depends on someone making a three pointer, and I'm gonna put two guys out there. I'm gonna put Bogdanovich and I'm gonna put Marcus Smart. Who are you taking? Bogey. And who doesn't make one? Who goes yep. three for three yep. in the fourth quarter? So that's the thing is you got to keep the effort up and for the sure. attention to detail up every yep. night because this stuff doesn't break against you every night. But you didn't give yourself a chance to be lucky against the Spurs because you weren't in the game. No, you didn't give yourself a chance to be lucky against the Suns because you weren't in the game. You did give yourself to be a chance against to be lucky against the Rockets in Houston because you're in the game, and and let's be honest, the Rockets are sitting there going, I mean, Bogey's a good shooter, but 29 feet catch and shoot with two guys jumping at him who are very close to him. Come on, that's low percentage. Come on, come on. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm gonna fast now. It's desperate measures. I'm not eating. You're, you're past the purple hoodie and going straight to food. Well, That's a, a huge upgrade in my world because in my world, clothing is not very important and food's very important. So you don't you walk around a lot with no clothing? That's not the point. It's the quality <laughs> of the clothing. <laughs> I'm just saying that sounded like wow it's quality. Diggledorf household. Yeah. Quantity. Man, hey, you know if that's the way you are. No wonder there's a so man. be it. Right. Well, you dealt with that your Swiss father. Just don't have your wife do it around out the stepkids. Okay. Yeah. That becomes right? an issue. Hey, even I follow the news close <laughs> enough to get that. That's a deal right there. You'll end up on Channel Two at five. 
<laughs> yeah. Heck, you'll end up on the noon job. Police say uh, uh. the Sniggledorfs. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and we are brought to you in part by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? What is Ash Wednesday? You're supposed to give up something as a sign of penitence for the next six weeks. If you were to give something up, what would you be willing to give up? Would you park where you're supposed to? Take up one stall only. You know, I didn't do a very good job of parking. I will say that. Did you cross four stalls again? No, but I was on the line. So you're taking up two instead of four, but you still... No, no, I was taking up one, but I was in a hurry. You did that on purpose. You're taking up two spots on you. Yes, you did that on purpose. It's not like the lines are bright yellow. They're hard to see, Jake. (laughs) Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Alright then, Jazz Nation, it's me, Joe Ingleson. Um, uh, a lot of people asking me about why the Jays are struggling. People listen to those Joe Ingles interviews pretty closely, aren't they? Yeah. Everybody wants to be Joe. At least they want to sound like him. That's Reagan. He sent those in on Twitter, so I pulled them. Well, I, I like uh, the, the me, Renee, and the kids. I'm going to put them all together here. Uh, me, uh, Renee, and the kids. Yeah, I just retweeted one of them. You can go check them out on Twitter, too. <laughs> all right, so we've been talking about. Well, we've been talking about the jazz all morning long. Some of the other stuff we've talked about, which you probably missed because the show has been 95% jazz. The Utes lost to Stanford. That is 0-8 on the road. And you, who don't like stats, came up with a critical stat. How did the youth fall behind seventeen to four? I mean, it was embarrassing. And twenty nine to eleven. And Larry said it too. I mean, Larry's not ducking. I mean, they had of their first eleven possessions, they literally, I think, had nine turnovers. And to their credit, they didn't roll over. They fought back. They got within three points. They got a stop. It was less than three minutes to go in the game, and they had a ball with a chance to either score and get within times. one or tied up. Yeah, it was three possessions. Yeah. And what they do on the first possession? They turned it over? Yes, they did. And then they missed a couple of three-pointers. But yes, they had three possessions down three. Came up empty on those three. And then Stanford closed them out, 70-62. to Stanford really needed that. They are the essence of a bubble team. I don't see them getting in. They may not. I but they knew they had. They, they knew they had to win. They know. They, they know they don't Colorado, have Colorado, and that's going to be yeah. hard. They know they don't have any mulligans left. I know, but if they do it, then that's the kind of win that might. Uh, I know, but then, then uh, I don't know who they got next the, the week after. Uh, maybe the Cal. Uh, they should be able to beat them, and they they're going to have to win a game or two at least yep. in the conference. Yeah. But I don't even think they're going to get a bye. But the point is, they knew. They had to win that game if they want to get in. Well, they're Stanford kids. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they got it done. And so for the Utes, now it's on to Cal and one last chance to win a Pac-12 road game. They are now 6-10 and in conference play, 15-13 and overall. They still have not clinched a winning season. A win at Cal would do it. A win at home against Colorado would do it. But if they drop both of those, they go to Vegas looking at 500 or possibly worse. If they're going to have a winning season, they need to get one of the next two. If that matters, I mean, if they go 16 and you know, 15, all of a sudden we're going to put a bow on it and act yeah. like it's something great? No, but it's it's like you said. Every game counts, and you play for whatever is in front of you, and it's like the football team that checks off their goals, undefeated, conference champion, blah, 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 until it's like 500, get bowl eligible. Yeah, but that gets you bowl eligible in the college basketball. It doesn't get you anything. 
Nope. But they need to play every game. Like, it's super important. I agree with you on that, whether they get it or not. So my point is, if they win a ball game in Vegas and that puts them to 500 and they get to the quarters and they lose to uh, whatever seed and lose on a late three-pointer and so they finish 16 and 17. It's like, oh, no. No, it's not. I mean, I don't really care at this point. The wins don't matter. What What do you got? What are you going to be and able to you, show us? And what are you building? And they showed me something in the second half, to their credit. Now, Utah basketball, it's not about trying hard. The standard of Utah basketball. This get, is one of the elite programs in the country, I believe. It's about getting to the NCAA tournament. Yes. They need to get back to the NCAA tournament. And, and nobody thought they were going to do it this year. And they're not going to do right, it this year. And they're not, obviously. Right. So this, But this year, next year starts right now. And it has started right now, before right now. <laughs> Yes. They're very important games. Oddly, that made sense. For what they're trying to accomplish. I'm trying to catch up on that. Yes. Uh, I'm not as eloquent as he is. You became dumber, listen to me. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm caught get, up now. It just took a second. Can we, can we get some liners or some billboards or something to say that? DJ and PK, give them five minutes, they'll make you dumber. <laughs> Five minutes later, no. In five Woo. minutes, they'll make you smarter. Five minutes later, they'll make you dumb. dropped. Okay, so file this quote under. Uh, well, why would you say anything else? But it's not going to happen. I suppose if it maintains some little bit of leverage and sends a message to the conference office and the other eleven schools, okay. But you wouldn't really do it, would you? New USC AD Mike Bone says everything's on the table with regards to the Trojans' futures, potentially an independent program or joining another conference on the. Peristyle podcast with Ryan Abraham, who does our show semi-regularly when we need a USC. Oh, he's, he's uh, Tommy Trojan. He is. Yeah, when it he comes is. To he's been stuff. a little media empire down there. He got a website. He got it up and rolling. Now he's getting the podcast up and rolling. And yeah, oh, yeah. 12 yeah, stuff. Yeah, people yeah. are people. Are I've met him. him. I've talked to him in person. Yeah, he, I mean, so we had he, him on the show. He gets an interview with the uh, athletic yeah. director, and the athletic director, I think he, he floats that out there. Everything is on the table because it's the, the football programs is not in an SC good position. In the conference, not making the money is not in anybody in the position that they thought they were going to be in. So I believe he's putting the conference on notice here. It's like, all right, this guy, this guy's not an ex jock who had glory days at uh, SC, like so, a long string of athletic. Well, Garrett characters. Hayden and uh, who am I missing here? Swan. Yeah. Uh, right. So those guys, you know, they're they're all legends in SC football lore. This guy's an athletic director. He's an administrator. He's not a legend. He's here to get this athletic department where he wants to be, right? So he can put there, because I assume he's going to be there for a while. And so he's and he's on the job now, new. So he's putting out the message, we're going to check out everything. Unless you guys and we get our act together, hey, we may maybe something's out there. You know, Maybe if Texas and Oklahoma were considering coming here, how about we consider going there? Yeah. Well, I think that the combination of those two leagues, if the Big 12 ever really dropped off financially, the combination of do the most powerful teams in those two leagues thinks, hey, we got to join together. This is the only way it's going to work. We're yeah. all getting left behind. I mean, behind. who knows what's going to happen? We started, we're hearing this stuff about the PGA of basically getting a super tour. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you've read about I it. I have. And, and McElroy was saying, I'm not in I'm not in it. Mickelson said, oh, i got to get more interested in it. Of course, he's aging out, basically, but he's still a big name. Uh, so who knows 
what is ahead for us. I mean, I don't know that we can say, oh, wow, that's something that's going to happen or that's something that's not going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen? So I think that, too, he's putting the conference on notice that when these rounds come around uh, negotiating, I'm speaking of, in 2024, that we better get what we were essentially promised. Maybe not written, but promised. Led to believe. All right, led to believe. Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And we cannot afford to literally fall back. Right. We can't have the Big Ten and SEC doubling us. We get that more people live there and their rights may be worth more because more people live there and more people care. But you can't be getting doubled by the Big Ten and the SEC. No, And you can pump up... uh, women's lacrosse all you want and that's great and for those folks who play that you know good they're way into it and they should be into it and it's important to them I'm all for it but football's getting uh, people hired yeah. and fired in the AD's chair yeah and but you got to feed the cash cow with as much cash as you can stuff in the cow so if I were some of the teams in this league I would be worried that at some point and right now the Big 12 has no motivation to do this because they're keeping up but down the line Six teams from the Big 12, six teams from the Pac-12, and guess which teams will get across the finish line in that race, and guess well, which ones won't. I mean, I know Herm will, because he's Herm. <laughs> I'm on the train. Okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. You can, you can pick the power brokers. Uh, I, I don't think the Pac-12 has that many power brokers, actually. I mean, it's like three maybe four and then the rest of you are all together right and in that the three and four would get across the line then there'd be a lot of lobbying some teams would have no chance to get across that line yeah i don't think it comes to that i don't think it does either that's why i started this off by saying this is the kind of thing you say to point out that you have some leverage and to keep people accountable and keep motivated but the best thing for everybody is just to make the pac-12 more lucrative and to not get doubled up by the big 10 and the sec financially correct because when the deal was coming out and the whole thought is, well, they might have $4 million in you. Well, okay. <laughs> $4 million. Go raise it. Overcome it. Yeah, that's nothing. Right. But when it's $40 million, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, we saw that. I mean, Mel Tucker, Mike Leach, there are, and, there are and several coordinators. There are people who are way better informed on this than you and I who will write about this stuff who think that the $80 million TV deal is coming for some of these big leagues and the Pac-12 yeah, could get wow. to 40, but by the time the Pac-12 gets to 40, and we're getting 5, 7, 10, 12 years down the line, whatever, in these projections, but by the time they're, the Pac-12 is getting to 40, where the Big Ten and the SEC are, they're going to be at 80. Well, clearly that's a problem. And the Mel Tucker thing, it's not fair to put this all on Mel because he's just one guy and the machine is grinding along as it grinds and he happens to be the guy. Things broke his way. But there'll be 10 other Mel Tuckers. Whoever they are, who knows? Because, again, timing's everything and Mel had it. I get it. <laughs> just to keep the Sun Devils in the show. It's excellent. That's Herm. No matter what you, you pose him with. I get it. <laughs> And then he follows it up with whatever it is. He delivers it with a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. When he's done being a football coach, he could absolutely go train coaches on how to handle the media because he's very good at it. You know why? Because <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, exactly. I, I get it. I get it. I've been I there. worked at ESPN for a decade. I get it. <laughs> I know exactly what those guys like and don't like. I sat in the rooms and listened to a complaint. I got this damn cold. 
Yeah, you know what's funny is the Arizona media used to make fun of Todd Graham, like the character, and they didn't even have a drop, but because they didn't like him as much as they like Herm, no mm-hmm. one's making any fun of him. Yeah. When he says, I get it. Right. Did you believe that that play had 16 fumbles, four laterals, and seven guys had season-ending injuries? Yeah, yeah. I've been coaching a long time. Hey, get it. <laughs> yeah, it but is. you know, the other thing is that, <laughs> but that they he's like new. Him. Did they make fun of Todd Graham year one? Eh, maybe not so much. Right. I get your point. But still, he's going into year three, but yeah. no one makes fun of him. Right. But if he goes backwards now in year three or four. Oh, yeah, I got you. Then, then maybe it'll wear thin. And that's what happened to him. But yeah. you were, uh, while well, we were driving back, because we were down at the remote at Marley's and Linden yesterday, and uh, we were driving back, and you were talking about they're set up to be better next year with a sophomore quarterback. But whereas in the previous administration, they always seemed to be out of cycle. Like when they had the old line, they're mm-hmm. breaking a new quarterback. Yeah. When they had a veteran quarterback, they're breaking in a new old line. It was just always out of sync. Next year is their big years where they're shooting for because they got nine seniors on the 20, team this year. Yeah. So and Utah sent nine seniors to the well, not seniors. If you so Jalen Johnson, twenty twenty, uh, you'll have a sophomore combined. quarterback, and the, the the you know the arrows yeah, yeah. pointed up with him. Eight nine wins. Yeah. And right, so that would be a step forward. And then mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one, you still 15, have a junior quarterback. Fifteen, fifteen wins. Yeah, I fifteen, see. fifteen and zero, baby. Yeah. See in the title game, Clemson. Yeah. After we knock Alabama off in the semis. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, because I mean Trevor Lawrence will be gone. It sets so you're up thinking Oregon in the Pac twelve title game. At Bam in the semi and Clemson in the final. That's sure, the plan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And fine. if you don't get it, you start making drops out of uh, Herman. Making I fun don't of get him. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, other stuff we've talked about. Uh, silly stats. Seven Astros hit in five games. Well, tell me which player got hit. Did he get hit by a major leaguer? And uh, did he get hit with uh, an off-speed pitch? And they don't count towards the 83.5 total. No, that's regular season. That's yeah. the over-under. Vegas is established because you can gamble. Yeah, season kicks off like a month from today or something. Getting, we're getting closer. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five at twelve eight in zone. That's some of the stuff we've been talking about. Other than the Jazz, which we've talked about a lot this morning. Slacker Radio headlines brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. And it's all over, almost here. Don't go nowhere. What's up with Boyan? He's got ice cold the last month. Does anybody know what's going on there? Because that's 20, 30 points a night. That's one of the reasons they've been losing. He's been missing shots left and right. Did he get injured and we just didn't hear about it or something? And wang! All right, MJ's Nation. It's me, Joe Ingleson. Um, uh, a lot of people asking me about why the Jays are struggling. And um, I just wanted to say a couple things about that. And- um, it's hard to say. We just need to trust each other as a team. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, I just I've got two kids at home, and Renee and Jacob and the kids. So we'll we'll look back at it. It's a really between me and Renee and Jacob and Mila and the whole Jays organization. And um, quiz up the Queen, and if we can, I get his back on the court and. That's so Reagan providing the uh, Joe Ingalls impersonations. All right, that's good. <laughs> I like how it's me and Renai and the kids. <laughs> Renai. <laughs> we all know Renai. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody else's, either their girlfriend or their wives' names on the team. Not one. You're right. I don't think I do either. Yeah. Not even Quinn Snyder. I mean, I know who she is, but I can't think of her name. 
and I know she's been introduced multiple times, yeah. and I should know it. And I'm blanking under pressure. I, I, I know I it. I've got nothing for but you. Renai. Renai and the kids. Renai and the kids. I've got that down. Jacob and Mila. <laughs> and good for him because he's a personable dude. And he is. It, it would have been interesting, like, it's like God sent him here because if he would have been on the Lakers or some big city, would it have been, would there had been that connection that there is here? No. But here we know Renee. Well, I don't know. We Caruso, know Jacob and the kids. Crusoe's making a connection there. You know, you're good enough. Oh, well, yeah. He's making a connection to what level, though? I don't know. I'm not there day in and day out to know how people are talking about him and all that. But, I mean, certainly the arena goes nuts when he does Because he's white. And bald. And but so is Joe. Right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> Joe would have done it. Maybe he would have, but not to this level. Right. Where I go to high school games and the couple would well, see the neighborhood kids mm-hmm. and they have part of the program, sports hero, Joe Ingles. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> That's well, the, when con- you, when the you, connection he's made is unbelievable. When you've got LeBron James as an alternative, right? I take Joe and Renai and the kids. Renai. <laughs> All right, so we got some jazz stuff we haven't gotten to We've yet. We've got to play that next week for him and let him Renai evaluate. And the kids. Oh, and let him, yeah, yeah. His evaluation. Well, hopefully they're on a winning streak. His evaluation. We can have hilarious. some more fun. They better be. How many losses in a row would that be by next week? Ah, uh, you don't necessarily seven? have to be uh, consecutively. They can yeah. win one or two. I said a winning streak. Yeah. Not just. I think they got three games between now and then because they're not playing this weekend. It's no, like Friday, they're playing Friday Saturday, and then Monday. Monday. Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's they're probably going to leave uh, Saturday. So obviously he's going to be from away from Renai and the kids. Just wanted to say Renai <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're getting some stuff about the Jazz that we've not talked about. Uh, completely <laughs> off topic. Uh, we had uh, Ryan from Qualtrics on yesterday because it was five for the fight, right? Correct. And Kyle Whittingham and Kalani Sitake were sitting courtside in their Donovan Mitchell jerseys. Right to his right. Yes. And then they had this uh, putt-off. They put the little mm-hmm. artificial yeah. putting green out there and Kyle all that. And, in uh, his first putt. Yeah. And uh, Scotticus, Scott D. Priest, says, not a bad stroke. Free putting tip. Put the ball just inside your left foot. <laughs> Most have it too far back. Keep your hands farther away from your body. Most keep them too close. Keep the heel of the putter down, especially on takeaway, and keep your hands high. Are those good, reaching for the stars. Are those good putting tips right there? <laughs> there were so many of them. Uh, I'd have to go through. Putting uh, is probably one of my better attributes. That's why I'm, I think I think putting is feel. Mm-hmm. The, Keep the heel down. So however you want to do it. Do you put the ball forward towards the left foot, or do you split uh, the stance? Mine's split. But yeah, I think I'm more split. But I, I think it's all feel. So It is a feel. Whatever thing. works Well, Kyle you. made his first putt. Exactly. He banged he did, it in like did. PK said. Yeah. So. It's touch. Yeah. And, and the thing with Kyle is I've seen him made substantial improvement. It's just he picked it up consistently late, and he still isn't consistent about it because he doesn't have the time. Yeah. And those are two but things. But the game, you, the yeah. package is there. I can tell you that much. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. We're out of time. Tony and Austin are right around the corner. Stay with us.